0: Listeners of this show will get a seventy-five dollar sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's your-
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of The Bird Calls. He is Ali Cosell. I am David Grubb. And as the preseason comes to an end, the Pelicans have saved their best for last, getting a win, not only getting a win, but winning by double digits in Orlando, 104-92. 104-92. Ollie, there are a lot of good things that we can take away from this preseason game. Again, we never want to overestimate the value of a preseason game, but the things that we've always preached, effort, uh, execution, uh, seeing the, just communication on the floor, those types of things, the Pelican starters came out and did that tonight.
0: Absolutely. It was troubling to see what they did in the Atlanta Hawks game and coming off the heels of what was even a worse performance right against the Houston Rockets to where yeah the 50 turnovers awful the defense keeping opponents out of the lane especially awful but nothing can compare to I think just the basic natural tendencies of a sport and if you don't have a competitive flavor if you don't have fight spirit that's ground zero right so I actually had a funny analogy occurred to me when I was watching this game with the way Zion Williamson took over defensively, and that was uh, everybody. I'm sure that watches this has seen Bad Boys, right? Will Smith, uh, Martin Lawrence, and Will Smith's character. <laughs> That's how you dry. Dry. Always <laughs> made fun of him for the way he drove, timid, all this and that. Just it's, it just doesn't work, right? Not being a cop. So when that one time he's upset, that switch got flipped. Wow, yeah, the way he exploded that's how you always drive so I was just watching them play basketball and yeah Herb Swarman Dyson's doing his thing defensive but to see Zion actually leading that charge of resistance I loved it yeah I loved it so David that's what we needed to see from a start yeah there's still things to clean up without a doubt but that's a good way to close out preseason
1: yeah I, I thought that you know look the starters still commit too many turnovers. Uh, That was a a big problem. They, you know, they committed 10 turnovers. They had 15 assists. They passed the ball and you saw them give up the ball willingly. But again, 10 turnovers is a lot for your starting group. Um, Particularly Zion did have three. Uh, Jonas had three, which he should not be turning it over that much, even though we know he's, he's turnover prone. It's just, those are bad decisions. And CJ, I will say this CJ had the turnovers that he had were bad, but he only had two and CJ had been averaging somewhere around four turnovers a game. It felt like um, earlier in this, the first three games of this preseason. But other than that, and the lack of three point shooting from the starters, um, you know, again, they didn't really shoot it. Well, Herb shot. Well, uh, two for three from the, from three point range, but everybody else uh, CJ was one for two, I think. uh, But you know, it wasn't really a great shooting performance overall from number three again, but they were so aggressive. Like you said, defensively, turning uh, points into – they won the fast break points for the first time in the preseason. They won points in the paint by 10 points. Uh, that was them being active, and, and that was uh, the big difference tonight.
0: Like most teams, especially younger teams, ones that haven't accomplished anything – You know what drives their offense, or excuse me, their uh, offense? Yeah, it's good defense, right? So, Pelicans, as you mentioned, I mean, what were they? I think two of 14 or 15 from three before, you know, the end of the bench came in to close out the game. They couldn't drop it in the ocean. And as you mentioned, some of those turnovers were bad. I mean, Kyra, CJ, others just flat out passed the ball to the magic. And we saw that in the previous two games, but not as much tonight. Yet – yeah, everything with this team is always going to start defensively, right? Until they actually can nail down their offense to where, say you're like the Golden State Warriors, say you're like one of these teams that has been together for a while that knows each other's tendencies so well, knows what they should be doing, right? Where they should be looking for their shots. Until they get that figured out, they are going to truly have to mimic what they did last season defensively. And that's bring honestly, just more effort, more help, giving teammates, you name it, all the above, um to drive a successful season
1: i want mean, to i want to focus it on zion because his first quarter his, his tone stuff. setting coming out 10 points in the first quarter of his 16 um four steals he had a block in the first quarter as well um and, and, and i think he had four of his five assists were in that first quarter as well just uh, four of his steals excuse me you his five steals were in the first quarter um he just came out and, and he ran the floor. He was aggressive. He used his hands wisely. He uh, got into passing lanes. We saw him being antici- anticipating the pass and, with, and using his body as uh, an, an impediment rather than to, to, to go through people. He was blocking, using his body to block off the passing lanes. I just thought it was one of those defensive performances for him it's, it, that you know we've seen in flashes. But I think that's the kind of defender he has to be. He's never going to be a shot blocker. But if he can be the kind of guy with quick hands against bigs and snatch that ball from them when they turn in the post, if he can get steals from guys who aren't as quick as he is, that's where he really can um, have an impact as a defender.
0: And that's what we saw, you know, in some glimpses a lot last season, right, once he got his legs under him making an effort defensively and using, right, that athleticism, the IQ that I think he possesses, right? Today, the head was on a swivel. He was getting in all those passing lanes. And then my favorite was all the times he offered help to teammates, right? So that's where a couple of his steals came from. Um, and I think a block shot. So when he's flying all over the court, which he can do, you know, as well as anybody in the league outside of maybe like the Anthony Davises and the Giannis's. That's a total game changer. And, again, it's something that the Pelicans need, right? You've got a couple good wing defenders. You've got some other guys that can give you some defense. But when you're talking about big men, outside of Larry Nance, who's a positive defensively, right? Just looking back over the last three, four years, it's been very limited. So Zion really has to step into that role. And like I said, when he was at his best, we saw Duke. He was doing on both ends. And I always felt like it was his defense there that drove, right, his offense. It turned on that aggressiveness it made him more focused, right? If you come out with purpose defensively, I think that's the key for Zion. You know, some yes. other players operate opposite, you know, differently, right? They need a couple shots to go in before they get engaged on that end. I don't think that's how Zion operates. And I thought today was really um, a good display of that.
1: I also want to give him a lot of credit for his leadership. He displayed leadership on the floor. Um, even on the offensive end and we go back to that second game where he didn't get touches, and it, and there are times where he kind of looked even almost indifferent. You talked about it; he would just pass the ball right back out. There were times tonight he didn't have the basketball, but I see, I see, and I hear him. I hear him telling players where to go. I see him pointing to guys and saying, "Go over there." Even when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he was instructing and participating in the offense. And that's not something we had always seen from him. Again, it felt like tonight he was locked in from the moment he stepped on the floor until they told him, you're done.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be really key for several reasons, which I kind of already alluded to. One, when you're playing next to Jonas Valanciunas, you're going to need to be a probably at least a solid defender. But it's better if you can just contribute in a whole bunch of areas, right? You've got to be the kind of a, the safety, so to speak. Because let's face it, the four and a five, are usually the ones that are in the best position to offer help because of the guys they're guarding. And, yeah, Zion, it's just amazing to think about what we saw just three days ago to what we saw today. The question always will be now consistency, right? Will that carry over Um, in so many areas, but especially for Zion, right? And I'll tell you what, I kind of like that it's probably going to carry over. Right? He's not a guy that showed up, for instance, once he got going last season. I mean, I can't recall how many games he helped win defensively during like that five-game winning streak, the seven-game winning streak. I mean, he had big steals, big blocks, and clutch minutes. But I think once, like I said, he's just engaged and focused, it's, it almost comes naturally to him. So, yeah, David, it, it does really belong with him, and I'm glad you brought up the whole leadership aspect. It's great that the Pelicans have surrounded Brandon Ingram and Zion, two of the quieter leaders considering they're two of the best players in the league with guys that are more vocal, guys that are, you know, they're all effort, right? They're 110% Mm -hmm. on anything they do out there on the court, right? So the Larry Nances, Jose Alvarados, Herbs, yeah, you need those guys around a B.I. Zion, but it still helps. And we saw tonight if one of those guys really grabs the reins, it's so much easier, I think, for everybody else to fall in line, right? And it felt like once Zion got a few of those steals, Pelicans offense started clicking. They started really containing the magic better who got loose, right for some open threes. There was a lot of breakdowns, Um, but but they cleaned it up enough to where despite the three ball not going in despite not getting a lot of calls, right? I thought there was a lot of missed opportunities for them to get to the line where some of them went uncalled. But again, nothing offensively shine but because of Zion stepping forward. It really dictated this entire game. It made Franz Wagner, I should say the Wagner brothers, right? It's not Orlando Magic, it's the Orlando Wagners. It made them almost irrelevant. They had two fantastic games, but it completely over got overshadowed by Zion.
1: Yeah, I mean, they combined for 35 points. Um, they shot five of ten from three, and I think they shot something like 70% overall from the floor. Just ridiculous between the two of them. Um, but the Pelicans, when you get an engaged Zion, you we've seen them in the past where they couldn't shoot threes. This, mm-hmm. this is not something new. But like you said, when you get an engaged Zion and you win points of the paint and you win fast break points and you don't get doubled up in second chance points, um, when you are also, they also outscored Orlando at the free throw line and shot their best percentage of the preseason at the free throw line. So they made their free throws, which was an important thing. Zion made four or five himself. Um, you know, everything, like you said, it flows from him. It, it just, it just does. B.I. can have great games and he can he, we've seen him lead this team to wins, but when Zion is going, it's different. It's just, a, that is, that's the difference between elite and and all time and Zion has that ability to be all time. And, 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 and it's just, it's so apparent. It's so apparent that you can, you, you don't have to be at your best. If he's at his now, you don't want to lean on that, but that is a very rare thing in the NBA to have a player where other guys, the rest of your team doesn't have to be at its best because this guy will automatically raise everyone's level just with his presence. He didn't have 20 boards. He didn't have, you know, like it was the steals and everything flowed from there. It was his scoring and you saw his face change. There was no smiling from Zion tonight when he didn't get calls. You've seen a couple of the last couple of quarters. He got knocked down in the Atlanta game. and kind of got up and was a little upset at one point. Mm -hmm. Maybe it got to him after that second game. And that switch that you've talked about before, that competitive part of him that that maybe was idle since January, whatever it took, maybe that fire has been, sh- been stoked again.
0: Right. And, and we can't overlook that he was going up against Paolo Bancaro. And I've got to think that he wanted to show him up considering how the first game went uh, to where Bancaro got the better of him. And, look, I think also having Z be kind of that all-dominant kind of – you know, it's synonymous almost with what, Kawhi Leonard – LeBron James, when they're absolutely at their peak, being able to utilize their athletic talents along with that IQ fully across the entire court. That I think it allows BI just to be more, you know, more comfortable offensively because he's really just has to focus on that end. Now, look, I- I've seen effort from him defensively. He really does try and get to the boards. We've seen in this preseason. But I thought tonight BI was clean, right? I mean, he finally had a positive assist to turnover ratio, six to one. And he started off slowly, but I'm glad he was looking for his shot, right? He's got to get himself going. If the Pelicans are going to be successful, it's going to take a multitude of things, but it's going to take all-star 25-point-per-game B.I., making, what, 45% of his shots. And I saw him really push that because he started off slowly. He made two of eight in that first quarter, and I'm like, oh, boy, here we go again. But then he made six of his final eight, didn't get a three to go down, but he also didn't look for him, right? He only shot, I think, one three on the night. I like it was from perfect. that spot that you hate. Yeah,
1: He took the one three from that spot. The thing I like, David,
0: is he began the game with what? A drive. He went to the rim. He missed at the rim, just like a lot of other Pels did tonight, right? I mean, Dyson missed a point blank one. Jonas had a couple. But I like that everybody was in a right mindset, playing to the strengths, you know, of their roles. And so behind it's scoring. And look, David, here's my favorite almost. Outside of Z. What about Jonas Valanciunas? The team was looking for him in the first half, especially when it wasn't all starters out there. And he had eight shots in the first half. I thought he really kind of carried that offense in the second quarter when, you know, a couple of the main guys were out. So there was a lot where you could pick apart from this game that I think you can carry over. Now it's, of course, being able to put all together when most of your, you know, key guys are out there. But saw a lot of pauses out there. It wasn't just Z, which I'm sure we'll get to in depth a little bit now.
1: Yeah, I think – you know, when we get to the regular season, the bench is going to be an issue. You know, Obviously, when you don't have Trey available to you, and we still haven't really established who the lead scorer is going to be off the bench. But tonight, the bench was very good. And I want to highlight in particular Trey Jamison, who could be now in contention for a spot on this uh, uh, as some kind of contract because of the status of of the Pelicans bigs Um, they don't have much size on this uh, team right now. They went out there tonight and had two guys on the roster, height, six, nine, and both of them, Jonas and Jamison. Those were the only two guys out there over six, nine. Jamison comes in eight points in the fourth quarter. All of them valuable points. His offensive rebounding was big. He blocked a couple of shots, uh, he altered some shots he, it, and played some solid defense. But I, I thought his activity um at, on both ends of the floor, uh, and he showed he could also knock down a little mid range jumper as well. Um, it was it was a good, good performance for him.
0: Yeah, so I was just looking at some stats yesterday, and then this morning I looked a little bit deeper. And Trey Jemison has had a really good uh preseason, right, leading up to tonight that's gone largely unnoticed. Right? so I had to throw a tweet out there, I should say on X. <laughs> but, yeah, to your point, Liam Robbins was waived uh, this past week. There's just a, a size of que- you know, questionable size once you get past Valentinist. Larry Nance, you know, he can't hold up through a full season, so he's got to have his breaks. You're hoping that they can indeed maybe unlock some of this small ball with Z at the five, maybe sometimes herb. But yeah, you still need somebody else if it's not going to be Cody Zeller, which we're certain he's going to get his chance, but you need that third big, right? So I think and his, really
1: and I'm worried, you know, I worry about Zeller's injury history, though. This is a guy, again, who has not played more than 50 games in the last four years, and he's coming in with back issues, which are the worst for bigs. Backs, knees, feet. You don't want to ever hear about those. Backs are persistent issues for big men
0: sometimes. Right. So I'm hoping that. We do get to see Cody. I'm hoping that this back was just something that was, you know, he was basically kept out for precautionary reasons. Um, these handful of games. But look, Jemison, you know what I like about him? He's a legit six eleven. He's a legit what, two fifty, probably two sixty pounds, and he plays his role to a T. He's always grabbing rebounds in traffic. You love to see that. And then offensively, the only times he's gonna shoot is when he's kind of in his wheelhouse. He's got this nifty little one-handed baby hook that, you know, whether you want to call it a floater, baby hook, something, maybe may a hybrid, right, of the two. right. that's largely the shot he goes to unless it's a layup or a dunk, and I've got no problem with that. On top of that, he can pass the ball a little bit. In the last game, um, he had a couple of nice assists, right? I think he only had one tonight. But, again, he under- he shows a good understanding of the game. But defensively, I like his quick feet, David. He doesn't always have to be guarding You know, a legitimate center out there because I saw him be able to stay with guys high up, you know, on a perimeter, hedge hard a few times, get back to his man. He made all, you know, the correct reads. So that to me is promising. You know, that was something we wish out of Jackson Hayes for three years. Jamison's showing it. And this is his first couple of really, you know, NBA action. I know he played for the Suns uh, in summer league, but again, he's fresh out of UAB not familiar with the NBA game. And I thought he showed enough to where I hope, I really do. I hope the Pelicans award him that third uh, two-way contract. Um,
1: Dyson Daniels, who had been having a really solid preseason um, offensively, uh all around, but also, but, but in particular offensively for him, for, for where he had been last season, struggled with his shot tonight, but still like you talk about his activity, two steals, five boards, he was still very – he still very much did the Dyson things. He didn't let that take him out of the game.
0: No. Look, I, I know he's probably going through a little bit of confidence issues because uh, I think tonight was his second air, free throw air ball, right, the preseason, and
1: mm-hmm. he didn't even
0: look to shoot a three-pointer. But, again, I don't think he had a good catch-and-shoot look, right? Once no, not normally, really, no. Yeah, once he's normally going to stick to taking. But there was like a couple of drives, and I know there was one at the end of the shot clock to where – Last year, he's looking to pass that ball and say somebody else make a play. No, he tried to make a couple of plays tonight. And so a guy that's a little bit still probably got, you know, something going on upstairs where I'm hesitant, right, especially if you get into the free throw line because right now my stroke feels anything but on. I, I still saw that aggressiveness. But, yeah, defensively, how many times he got deflections and fighting for those defensive rebounds. Next to Jemison, I thought he was the most impressive rebound the Pels had tonight. So he was. That's going to be good. huge, right? That's going to be absolutely huge, and it makes it enticing. At least maybe on paper, Z, Herb, Dice, B, I, C, J—some kind of those five combination of those guys. Because I'll tell you what—if you can get Dice and rebounding, you got a couple other guys. Then maybe because you're so fast, so talented, the offense can offset any kind of those defensive limitations.
1: Yeah, if you can, if you can have really strong perimeter defense. With Zion, you have to have a really good strong perimeter defense with Zion at the five. People talk about you want to have shooters. To me, it's far more important who you have around him defensively when he's at the five because he's going to score. He's going to score. I'm not worried about the offensive end. Points will be scored. It's can y'all defend with him at the five. And that starts with the guards because you cannot allow a bunch of penetration when Zion is at the five. And, And they did a good job tonight of not allowing Orlando's guards to... Now, the three-point shot, they gave up a lot of open looks. And that's something they got to work on. But this has been, throughout the preseason, I'm sorry, but again, teams are only shooting 29% against the three. That shows you how bad they had been at defending the two Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: you're getting blown out. It's because you weren't giving up a bunch of threes. Tonight was really the worst. They had allowed some open looks and they allowed them to the, really the wrong guys. When I mean, you let the, the Wagner brothers get open looks in particular, but I don't think that was uh symptomatic of, of what we've seen uh, mostly through the preseason.
0: No, the Pelicans look like they're going to be able to continue what we saw last season, right? They held opponents to the best, or I should say lowest three point field goal percentage. And you see why, right? They attack closeouts hard. They've also got that length. So, for instance, tonight, I thought in the first three minutes, I think I saw Herb Jones get beat on backdoor cuts twice because he was, you know, trying to attack that closeout a little bit early on the wings. So I know once Franz Wagner beat him backdoor, I forget who the other one was. But that's the reason, right? And, and, and that's, that's a big deal. You have to keep opponents away from open three-point shots. It's, it's just a given. If you don't, you're going to get murdered. Kind of like what we saw during Stan Van Gundy's loan year here, right? Play the Pelicans, set a new record. They did a terrible job with closeouts. On top of that, they didn't have the right personnel, right? You had Bledsoe's, Eric Bledsoe's, smaller guys closing out than, like, say, Herb Jones and and Dyson Daniels. So that makes a difference. So, yeah, I've got confidence that if you can just tighten up the seams, do a little bit better job uh, on the boards, right? I still think that's – that was a little question. Yeah. Then I think they're going to be fine because, as you mentioned, if, if they're helping one another, then those opponents aren't going to get those easy layups. And, and that's the biggest key. You've got to take the main areas of the floor away. You can't give 30 plus whatever attempts next to the rim, usually uncontested ones. And then, of course, those open threes, got to keep those to a minimum.
1: Um, let's also give some uh, shout outs to uh, uh, I think Kyra had a couple of nice moments, uh, hit a big three. Uh, Jalen Crutcher came off the bench, gave gave you the dagger that kind of put the game away, the three uh, that came after uh, the tip in that made it 100 to 90 and that kind of just put the game away there. So he was able to, I think he had what, two threes? I think he had a pair of threes tonight. So the bench actually, you know, was a couple of guys on the bench did pretty pretty decent work. Um, But we're not going to see, obviously, most of these guys once the season starts. These are not going to be Players who move on. But the big thing was for the Pelicans tonight, it was about the effort. Um, we had not seen four quarters of effort. Tonight, they weren't four perfect quarters tonight, but they were four quarters of solid, legitimate effort. And they won the final two quarters with their reserves, which I, you know, playing most of those minutes, which I think was an important thing too.
0: Right. All 14 guys showed that effort. The starters, Zion, of course, as we talked to at the start, set that tone. But, yeah, the bench follows suit. And I really like Tyra towards the end of the third quarter. And I almost tweeted something out about this. He had a nice baseline drive. Did kind of a fancy pass, right, behind the back pass that I think led to Trey Jemison's first bucket, one of those Mm -hmm. little floaters. And then it's that deep three, but he made himself some nice space. He utilized a screen took a step back, but then he got himself collected, drilled the three, and then to close out the third quarter, right, I think the Pels had, what, eight eight seconds, maybe a little bit less, to bring the ball full court, get a good shot up. Kyra brought it all the way up, got a layup with what was, I yeah. think, 1.1 seconds left on the clock. So in just a, what, a minute and a half glimpse, we saw, again, what Kyra can do for you. And I just wish we could see it maybe a little bit more consistently, but I'm hoping that he gets that opportunity because I see a guy that can help. David. And I look, I know I want to see Jose Alvarado back just like everybody else, but I still think moving forward, Kyra can really help because we know Jordan Hawkins, right? He went one for eight tonight. He's not going to be the guy that I think that we saw the first three games to where he's going to hit, you know, 40% of his threes to where I think even Willie Green's going to be comfortable playing in what maybe 10, 12, 15 minutes a game. I just don't foresee that. And then of course we've talked about Dyson. He's not fully offensively confident yet. So where are you going to get that scoring wild trays out? I still think the best option might be Kyra, right? So I just hope he keeps getting his opportunities.
1: Yeah, and I think he's going to defend. And I think out of your second unit, it's not going to be – like the three-point looks are going to be pretty much to me. The, you're you're really looking primarily at corners, threes with that second unit because I'm asking Jose, I'm asking Kyra, drive, drive hard. And, and to kick out to those sides, that's where I wanted to go first is to those sides. Because if I'm not, if I don't have a lot of bigs here, if we're not talking about a lot of bigs on this roster, then then those those should be the places where guys are. So I think, yeah, I think that second unit defense and their speed is going to be the key. And then when you get a healthy Trey back, and you get that flexibility there with him, his shooting, his ability in transition, his size and his rebounding, and his ability to also block shots too, and it makes them that much more flexible. If they can get that bench, you know, some confidence while Trey is gone, that will be huge for this team because when he comes back, you know you're getting 15 to 18 points when he just, you know, just from him coming back.
0: Yeah. Until he gets back though, I'm a little worried because let's face it. I am worried too. I'm worried too. Yeah. Jose and Larry are counted on to be two of the biggest components of that bench unit haven't seen a single minute in preseason obviously they won't so there's eight days between now and the first regular season game and I've got to think they'll both be available for that preseason opener because Willie Green made it sound like both of them along with Cody Zeller their returns are right around the corner but again they're going to need a little bit of adjustment time right just getting back to game speed playing with teammates right all this stuff so yeah that's why I'm looking hard at Kyra Lewis um, and, and why I guess why you and I both have these same questions about the bench can they hold the fort down enough right you feel comfortable about defensively right the rotations no matter what they are I think going into uh the regular season but offensively no that's a big question mark right now
1: yeah who who are you going to get 12 points from off the bench right now if it, like it, we know that this team when they when they had that deficit on the bench last year, there would be nights when they couldn't get 10 to, to 18 points total, total from the bench. And uh, you've just got to be able to give your starters some rest, especially when we know, again, the margin for error for this team will be narrow, especially at the it's, it's going to be razor thin to start the season. So you've got to get something consistent uh, from your bench. Maybe not the same person every night. But guys have got to step up on that second unit. And in particular, it's really going to be important to, for them to finish possessions defensively.
0: Right. So I'm hoping that these next seven days, uh, the Pelicans will be able to get into practice, Jim, right? And iron out some of these concerns, like namely with a bench, incorporating, you know, Larry back in and Jose and such. And of course, in refining the offense. I didn't see too many sets run again. I thought there was a lot of, okay, we're going to try and push it in transition, and if not, we're just going to look and, and move the ball around the perimeter one or two passes and basically find a guy that's kind of open. I thought Herb Jones did a great job of that today, right? Nailed his first shot, which was a three, but then his next two scores came at the rim because he attacked, because he had an open lane. So I think that's going to be kind of how they're going to play, right? I'm not sure they're going to rely on too much on the half court Um sets to start because really Willie Green doesn't have as many pieces, I think, as he probably wants to rely on yet. So I think that freedom is probably actually more beneficial, right, to a guy like Tyra, to maybe even the, you know, Jordan Hawkins or or, uh, Dyson Daniels, right, those guys. They're just better suited to play out in the open court trying to make a play. So, yeah, David, we'll see. I'm very, you know, let's face it, we were concerned coming in this game. Pelicans had to legitimately show something, and I think they showed enough to where I think we can at least talk everybody off the cliff that maybe they're not headed for a 2-8, and 3-7 and seven start where there's all sorts of issues. Now I think at least Zion might step forward, um, leading it defensively. That, that was like, again, I'm still surprised we kind of saw the, the way it unfolded, but glad it unfolded like that. B.I. offensively got himself going. C.J. played that perfect third role, and then they utilized Jonas enough. But filling around those edges after those four guys is going to be so crucial, right? Because you're going to have to score even with good defense at least 110 points a night, most nights. Yeah, yeah,
1: um, that's going to be the question, and 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 at some point, it, that that figuring out that number, you know, because they got the the three point number tonight was the first time they were under 30 mm-hmm. in the preseason in attempts they still shot at only 25% which was they've they've not been i don't think above 31% in any game i think in the preseason really but to me again i am not worried about attempts like that is never going to be the focus and to me i think it's about the quality of the shot and who's taking the shot and if they reduce the number of threes i'm fine with that if they're getting good twos you know and i think that, i think tonight we saw them at times Take advantage of getting the good two over just shooting the three. Um, and, and and I think that'll be their benefit. But like I said, Ollie, we got eight days. We'll see what they do in practice. Um, we'll see who gets healthy. And we'll see in Oklahoma City on October 25th. Um, I mean, Memphis. not Oklahoma City. What am I saying? Memphis. Memphis. <laughs> so Memphis on. I'm already thinking about the Thunder because they're the fourth game, right? The Thunder, the fourth game or the third? Excellent. The third Knicks, or fourth, yeah. Knicks
0: are second. wars are third. I want to say. Oh yeah, so Oklahoma City's fourth, yeah. Knicks, yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, but we will. One week from to from tomorrow, we will be talking Pelicans for real. So, Ali, any final thoughts as we uh, get out of here at the preseason?
0: No, just as you mentioned, let's hope everybody gets healthy, right? We know Trey won't be back. I'm expecting Naji, right? He won't be ready yet either. But get everybody else back. Give Willie Green some options and get them in practice so you can. Get them some reps before the start of the regular season.
1: And let's let's hope the confidence and, and that fire that we saw tonight carries over for the next eight days and they bring that out against the Memphis Grizzlies team. That's certainly going to be waiting for them. That's certainly going to be ready for them.
0: Yeah, they won't have John ramp, but this, Rappet, you know they're going to bring it. Oh Pelicans have struggled is- up their last few years.
1: And these two teams don't like each other. So, I mean, I, I think it's it's a divisional matchup. It's 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 a game that's a tone setter. It's one that people have been looking forward to. And I think it's an opportunity, again, for Zion Williamson to come out. And this is the Start Proving It Tour. This is for Zion. Start Proving It. And and we want you to prove it. We are rooting for you to prove it, Zion. Please. Uh, <laughs> for Ali Cosell, I'm David Grubb. Make sure you check out thebirdrice.com. Make sure you like Subscribe to the Bird Calls, um, whether you're listening to us or you're watching us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, share it with your friends, and let them know to uh, subscribe to Hard and Paint Sports as well. Until the next time, for Alec Osell, I'm David Grubb, and in the words of our good friend, Preston Ellis, let's go Cubs.